Wow! Hey, you are listening to Sara Contreras, Freak of Nature. This is my podcast today for Saturday, May 9th. ¿Qué, qué? Freak of Nature, my personal philosophy for living a healthy, prosperous, and happy life. That's what Freak of Nature stands for. And for those of you who do not remember or have not heard, Freak is an acronym for the five things that I think you need to do in life to end up like me, keke. <laughs> so, I know. So listen, if you haven't already done so, follow me on my social media, which is always going to be Latin Diva Comedy, and on my iTunes and Spotify, I am none none other than the freak of nature, Sara Contreras, as you may be able to notice in my beautiful new banner. Let us talk about the obvious. There is a beautiful, Viste, mira, look how cute. That happened to be my surprise Mother's Day gift, which was so sweet. Oh my God. <laughs> so definitely the banner, shout out to my boo. And um, I don't know if you noticed, but like, oh my God, I have technology now. I got headphones. I got some type of board there that does all these fun sound effects. And we're definitely trying to take this uh, seriously and treat it with the respect that it deserves because certainly podcasting has been out for a long time and I am happy to be part of the family. So obviously I want to take a special moment out to thank people who have subscribed to my YouTube channel and my social media podcast uh, channels. I am someone who stands in gratitude all the time and I do appreciate the people who are taking the time to listen and to comment. You know, the comments have been awesome. So I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm glad that people are liking what is going on with this podcast. Um, it is a special weekend. I would be remiss in not taking this podcast opportunity to celebrate the mamas out there. So I'm not going to see you. So happy Mother's Day to everybody out there, to my daughter, Asia, my uh, daughter-in-law, Kathy, uh, my wonderful stepdaughter, Melanie, my wonderful mother-in-law, Lucy, my sisters-in-law, Tanya and Gina, uh, my sisters, Bibi and Anna, um, my deaf family, they can't hear it, so I'm just going to say happy Mother's Day to my deaf family. You know who you are. For those of you who don't know, I have a deaf brother, I have a deaf sister, I have a deaf nephew, I have a lot of deafness in my family. Um, and we're going to talk about that in the future. I am actually considering and I've been looking into becoming a certified sign language interpreter because I do sign, but I really want to nail that bad boy so that when you know you see all that stuff, and that'll be me. I'm telling you, I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. So, And I also want to send a shout out to surrogates who have stepped in to help um, women become moms and to have families emerge from their generosity and love. Because that's a big thing. I think that's amazing. amazing. And a special, special shout out to Wanda Cooper, the mom, um, Ahmaud Arbery's mother. We are all following the news. Justice will rain down on those who decided to take... Uh, uh, the law into their own hands. I ran yesterday with Maud. I got up early. It was the first run after my uh, bilateral uh, shoulder cuff repairs. It takes a while before you can do anything when you, re you repair your shoulders. You don't realize how much you use your shoulders. So it was a wonderful experience, and um, I hope everybody got to see the video that I posted yesterday. I also want to do a shout-out to New Mamas, 
my friend Olivia just had a little girl, Milana, beautiful little baby girl. And especially to those new mamas, those about-to-be mamas who are having babies and are a little bit, uh, you know, apprehensive about the times that they're giving birth to the baby with the coronavirus lockdown. Um, in particular, I'm thinking of my friend uh, Gina Brion, the brilliant, brilliant comedian who is just taking uh, comedy by storm. She has like, I don't know, what is she up to, like eight comedy specials, nine? She has a little boy who's due in June, and um, I still think that Sarito would make a great baby boy name, but whatever, you know. Anyway, the point is her baby's going to come in June, and uh, we are all excited for her. And um, I remember her as a young comedian, una nena de 18, 19 años, doing comedy, and to see everything that she's accomplished. I wish you well, my darling, and I know that uh, you are going to have a phenomenal birth, regardless. And, um, you know, just so that you know, oh, and follow her podcast. Very, very important. She has a great podcast, um, Mess and Progress, so please follow that. Mother's Day. It is a very difficult holiday for me. Not my favorite, definitely not my favorite, because when you've lost your mom, it's a sad day. You know, yeah, we celebrate, but it's a sad day because when your mother dies, you're just kind of like, hi, mommy, hi, mommy, mommy. And then all of a sudden, you're like, hi, mommy. Oh, my God. That means I'm next. That's the next emotion you feel. You start going, whoa, wait a second. You're so, yeah, you so suddenly become so acutely aware of your own mortality. So this year I decided that I was going to finally figure out my will because let's face it, you know, you, you, you have to prepare. You, when you start thinking about your mortality, if you have a house, if you have a, you know, if you have a little bit of property, because if it goes into probate, it is a problem. So what happens is I'm going through all my paperwork to get ready to do my will. And I found my mother's death certificate. It was a moment. It is right here. And it took me a minute. I thought it was her birth certificate. And then it, I look at it, certificate of death. Death? My mom? Like, this is not supposed to be. But you know that that is the natural, the natural progression that is supposed to happen in life. It doesn't always. Um, but you know what? It reminded me of why I have kept every single note, card, letter, anything my mom sent me from the time I was about 10. I've always been very sentimental and family was everything. I have every single letter, note, card that my mom gave me since I was about 10 or 11 years old. So I'm, I, know I have it in this cute little vintage suitcase, but I found this box with my mother's personal items. Guys, especially you Latinos, tell me that you do not remember this Maha soap. Oh my goodness. I smell my mama when I smell this. And this was a big thing growing up. This was like my mother's Mother's Day gift every year. One time when we were, back in the day when, you know, you took sewing and typing in school, I was learning how to sew. My dad, my mom was a seamstress, so she showed me how to sew. And I remember I made her this apron in school, and when I put it on her, it was tiny. It was so small. You know, it's hard to gauge um proportions but she wore it that day even though it kind of just covered like her belly button and that was about it my grandmother santos ortiz her mom died um, when she my mom was just four and the word is the folklore is that my grandma was a bootlegger in la playa de ponce and uh, she died from tuberculosis so that's a little bit of my my family history just for mother's day my mom stood four feet 11 inches oh yeah oh yeah 
And you know, she was smart. She had four daughters. We are three sisters and me. And she knew to keep all of our hair long so that when we tried to run from her, she would just be able to reach out and literally wrap her hand, not once, wrap our hair like twice around her hand. So basically we went wherever she went. And that was the way that we dealt with her and her mother meltdown. <laughs> so that we would try to run and she'd be like, I don't think so. Yeah, so this was Brooklyn back in the day, the 60s and the 70s. Yeah, and if anybody wants to get a really great idea of what that felt like, if you really want to know the, the tone of what it was growing up in Brooklyn in the 60s and 70s, two movies you must watch. French Connection, and it was on this week, the greatest Gene Hackman film, Popeye Doyle, and Serpico. They're perfect, perfect, perfect throwbacks to what the city was like in the 60s. My mother was no joke, man. She was one of those old-fashioned, straight-out-of-Ponce, you know, uh, immigrant to uh, New York. And when my mom, listen, my, mother, my mom didn't play. She had to take care of six kids. And I remember one time my mother beat my ass with a six-pack of Malta. Oh, yeah. She just could have that mopped up. Thank God they didn't have 12 packets because it would have been over. But the worst part of it was is that after she hit me with the malta, yo, I remember it. She literally took one of the maltas and th threw a yema de huevo, una yema de huevo inside, shook it up, put about eight, nine tablespoons of sugar and shook it up. Mm. She wanted to make me feel better. So she made me drink that ponche. I'm going to tell you right now, yo, that salmonella punch was delicious. Who remembers? <laughs> who remembers ponche? Yum. And we survived it, okay? But, you know, it was just, when I think about my mother, our parenting styles, that's one of the reasons why I called today's podcast, We Are Not Our Moms. Because a lot changed with this generation, this baby boomer, people born in the 50s and 60s. You know, they raised us con la mano, you know, mucho cocotazos, chancletazos, the slipper was, you know, there. My mother hit me with a totonera once, I'm not gonna lie. Whatever was in her hand was adequate, okay? But she would have fits when she watched me disciplining my kids. Because, you know, I was one of those progressive moms, and I was not going to have my, you know, I didn't, I may have hit my kids once or twice, but really not the way my kids, my parents hit me. And so she would watch me disciplining my kids, and she would have these epileptic seizures. Yo, I used to watch my mother. It was hilarious. Because my kids were basically good. I have to say, I was very, very lucky. My kids were really, really good kids. But... You know, she would, so she would watch me disciplining. You know, I saw one time, did something stupid. He disrespected his teacher. I was like, Eric, you need to go to your room, your big, gorgeous, gigantic room on the second floor of our beautiful home in Bergen County, and you write a paragraph about what you did. And I looked in the corner, and there was my mother. Yo, her hand was shaking. Her ticks started kicking up in her face. Her head started shaking back and forth. And she was just like, mira, Sarita, why don't you let me get a piece of that ass, okay? My mother, <laughs> my mother wanted to show those kids how it was done. I left for a second. I went upstairs. She had my son in a chokehold talking about you going to respect your mama, okay? That's how they did it back in the day. But, you know, my mother was funny. She was who she was, and I love that about her. She was real strict on that respecting. I, she brought us up to be mindful of being respectful. If we went to somebody's house, casa ajena, and somebody said to me, nena, tu tienes hambre. If anybody said to us, are you hungry? What did we have to say? Yo, I looked right at my mother. Mami, yo tengo hambre. I had a check with her. How do you feel about this? Because you know. 
If you said yes, that was a sign of disrespect because that meant that she didn't feed you. So I'd be like, yo no tengo hambre. Meanwhile, my stomach was growling. My stomach was not having my mom, you know, because that's how it was back in the day. But the thing that I remember most about my mom and most people do remember the most about my mother was she was somebody who learned English as a second language, spoke it well. She was a postal worker. I actually found like her badge and her patch from her uniform going through my box of um, memorabilia and uh, my box of love, what I call it. And uh, so she would chop. Sometimes English was just like she just made it her own thing. Like Charles Bronson. She never said Charles Bronson. It was Charles Bronson. Charles. Like she broke down Charles to two syllables. But my all-time favorite, and anybody who knows my mom will know that the best and funniest thing she used to do was when she would say, I, that actor is so handsome. He's so handsome. Handsome. Who is it, mom? You know, East Clintwood. Okay, mom, let's try that one again. And no matter how many times we corrected her, he remained East Clintwood. So, yeah. So the thing is, is that as I was, I've been, you know, talking about freaking nature, and as I was writing this show, freak being an acronym, like I said, for my philosophy about how to live a healthy, prosperous, and happy life. Each one of those stands for something. And I'm going to talk about that. I've been, I don't know, kind of like waiting to talk about it. I'm not sure why. But uh, last week we talked about uh, F, the F being forgive, which is definitely something that I think you have to do, except when you're too racist to gun down an innocent black man running because he's black. That There's no forgiveness there. But for the people that you love, you will have to forgive. And that's something that my mom taught us in dealing with the difficultness of having addiction in our family, like I talked about in the show last week. And, you know, sad to say, I found this in the box, and it was just like a little piece of costume jewelry. My mom, unfortunately, was never able to hold on to any of the beautiful gold jewelry that she had received from me and um, for a couple of different reasons, you know, that five-finger discount or, I don't know, Sticky Fingers McGee that lives in your home and in your family. Um, so we do have to forgive, and I have learned to forgive. Um, the rest of it is relish, exfoliate, acquire, and kiss. But as I was writing it, I knew that it was important to show, and I think that's why I named um, the show We're Not Like Our Mamas. You know, we aren't like our mamas, and that's not to say that we don't appreciate them, you know, that we don't acknowledge that that power and that strength that we have now was born of the strength and the commitment to their families that they showed us, you know? It, it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes you have the opposite, where you have an absent mom and then they eventually come into your lives, and that still makes you strong. But I'm going to talk about my experience and the experience of many of the women who I know who had strong moms and, uh, and ha now have retooled their families to be as strong in their own in their ways but a lot of women in their 50s and 60s are not like their mamas um angela bassett christy brinkley sarah contreras half the women maybe two-thirds maybe all the women that were on the salsa cruise in 2019 and 2018 those were some bad mama jammas all right, so that's what I'm talking about when I talk about freaks of nature, okay? Because nowadays, our batas, remember the batas? Oh, come on, guys. Sound effects. I need some sound effects on the word bata. I need some sound effects on the word bata. 
Remember the old batas? They were horrible, right? And I talk about it. That stuff was lingerie back then, that horrible bata. But see, the freaks of nature nowadays, we're not wearing those things. We wear Savage X by Fenty. Not even Victoria's Secret. We are wearing Rihanna. Hello. <laughs> That's who we are as freaks of nature. Ask Alex. We're progressive. I love politics. My mom could care less about politics. Let me tell you something right now. I will go toe-to-toe with any man who wants to battle politics. I'm down. Let me know. Call in. Let me know. Set it up. I'll take you on on the phone. Challenge. Except if I'm gunning for that $400 Dyson hair dryer. Oh, hell no. I was sucking up to Alex. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right, honey. You're right. I agree with you. And when I got that uh, dryer, oh, yeah, that's when we got back to being true, true <laughs> political uh, combatants. And that's, uh, that's because we're smart. We love politics. We're super smart. We are. We have, we have multiple degrees. That was a big issue when I was dating. I remember when I was single before I met. Did I ever have a life before I met you? Oh, yeah, I did. When I was dating, I was going, I was going on, and I was, these guys, I'm talking about like how the U.S. didn't sign the Kyoto Protocol. Like, I'm trying to be smart, and, and this guy's like, uh, uh, yeah, well, uh, did, you, did you know that kangaroos can't walk backwards? So, like, wait a minute, didn't you just get that off a Snapple cap, a Snapple cap? <laughs> Dude, that's not even like, what are you talking about? Like, that, that, no, I, I got this. That did not last long at all. We've got our own money. These freaks of nature out there, yo, not some allowance. My dad had my mom on an allowance from her social security check. What kind of nonsense is that? You know, we have our own money. Listen, I am so happy to announce that I can one day snowbird. Do you know how happy and great it feels to, to know that as a freak of nature, I could spend my summers here in my beautiful home in Bergen County, and I could go and spend my winters in Puerto Rico in my beautiful condo, and anything else that I buy is all a part of that wealth that I talk about acquiring. If you want to be a freak of nature under the A, the, in the acronym for freak, you need to acquire many things. Money and wealth and preparedness for retirement is one of them. And there's other stuff like knowledge, good credit, and a great partner in life, whatever. But we'll talk about that. I think we're going to do it next week. I think we're going to talk about freaking nature next week. And let me tell you something. We take better care of our bodies. These women are amazing. We take care of our bodies and our health. We run marathons. We do Zumba. There was no Zumba when my mom was, was young. Did anybody see Vera Wang in the news this week? Yo, she's 70 years old. Her abs were killers. Did anybody see Becoming? Michelle Obama is 60. She is a freak of nature. It is amazing. And I'm now, you know, I've been talking about everybody else. I am a freak of nature. And, you know, motherhood was definitely a huge part of my life. I adore my children. But I'm going to tell you something right now, right from the beginning. Yo, they betrayed me. <laughs> they got me right at birth. I couldn't have planned this. No, my son. My son is firstborn. My son, let me tell you, he was Caesarian. He ended up in a breach position. Yo, he turned on me at the last minute. He turned on me. I could never trust him after that. 
His ass ended up where his head should have been and for the first 25 years of that boy's life, nothing changed. He lived that way. It was not easy. And my daughter, my daughter, when she was born, here I am looking forward to having this beautiful little baby girl. She was not ugly, fugly. She had this giant hematoma on her forehead. They handed her to me. I handed her right back. I'm like, yo, bring her to the lab. Get this checked out because that looks contagious. What? Did you give me a cesarean or a colonoscopy? Because what am I supposed to do with this mohong of a baby? <laughs> que palabrita vulgar. <laughs> My mother would kill me if she heard me saying that. Oof, she was funky looking. So, but they were easy kids. I have to say, aside from the fact that they just messed up the birthing process, they were really, really easy kids to grow up. But being a single mom was not easy. Let's face it. When you're a single mom, man, you got choices to make. You go down to the way, sometimes you got $5 in your pocket. You got decisions to make. You're like, damn, do I get milk for breakfast or my Newport lights? <sighs> Calcium, nicotine, calcium, nicotine, calcium, nicotine. Nicotine wins. You walk out of the store packing them, packing them new ports. Oh, and they're going to be some dry ass Captain Crunch in the morning. Yeah, that's, and that's life. That's what life was. It was tough, but we got through it with love and perseverance and the wonderful, wonderful models of mothering that I saw from my mom. And also, I have to give a shout out to my Titi Tonya who I call her my mommy Titi, who was my mother's sort of adopted. They were raised together, but they weren't blood. And that's my point. You don't have to be blood. You can be a wonderful mother without having that biological connection. Um, and obviously, in many same-sex situations, you have two parents that don't necessarily you know, assign themselves they're not female, but they are parents. And if you see yourself in that role, happy Mother's Day to you, too, because that is your role. Um, so, yeah, that was what I wanted to talk about today. Um, before I end, I do want to um, talk about the fact that I want to leave on two personal messages. One of them is to my beautiful mother, Maria, who... Um, is in the land of, oh my God, it's like, is it snow and hail? It's snailing. Yo, that's crazy. In the middle of my podcast, this amazing sound, I'm like, what is that? And it is the sound of snow in May. So if you planted too early, they do say, wait until May 15th. I hope that your uh, flowers survive. Point is, I want to do a special, special, special message. I know my mom. Her energy may still reside with us. Um, I do believe that energy remains for a while. Uh, we all put out energy, and that becomes a permanent part of the cosmos. So um, I just want to, I know that people who are listening cannot see it. But that is my beautiful mother in 19... Oh, I won't say, but the point is... <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Just have it. That was my mom. My mom was a knockout. And she was carrying me in that picture. So that is the earliest picture that exists of me before all of this landed on the planet. Um, 
Yeah, that's my mom. And I miss you, Mommy. I miss you terribly. Um, there is something that I may add at the end of uh, the show, which is something that whenever somebody writes to me and tells me that they have lost someone, I always, uh, especially their mom, I always read this and I kind of want to take a second out to just, um, I should have had it ready. I'm sorry that I didn't. Um, I do have it, though. It's under photos and it is under favorites. And I do want to read this because there are people who are suffering the pain of their mom not being around for them. And this has always, always comforted me, and I want to read this to you. Your mother is always with you. She's the whisper on, of the leaves as you walk down the street. She's the smell of certain foods. You'll remember. Flowers you pick, the fragrance of life itself. She's the cool hand on your brow when you're not feeling well. She's your breath in the air on a cold winter's day. She is the sound of the rain that lulls you to sleep, the colors of a rainbow. She is Christmas morning. Your mother lives inside your laughter. She's the place you came from, your first home, and she's the map you follow with every step you take. She's your first love, your first friend, even your first enemy. But nothing, nothing on earth can separate you, not time, not space, and not even death. So whoever wrote that, I don't even remember who sent it to me, but that has stayed with me. And every single time I feel that, I read that, I feel better. So the last thing I want to say is a message to my kids. My son, who made me a mama, and my daughter, who made me a grandmother. In that order. I know the divorce was difficult, guys. I know it was. But we got through it together. We did. It was tough, but we got through it. And I know that it was rough on you. But your mom also had her first vaginal orgasm at 46. So it kind of worked out for me. And if you can forgive me for all of that and just love me for the zany firecracker that I have been called, then I appreciate you and I thank you for the wonderful, wonderful uh, joy that you've brought to my life. In the end, it has all been joyous. And um, one last note, I want to also um, invite you guys to check out Suni Reyes tonight at 9 p.m. She's doing a show called Mother at 6 p.m. in Spanish and at 9 p.m. in English. And um, I can't see that, honey. It's live on Facebook under Mother, M-U-T-H-J. And Suni and I, uh, we share many, many um, common characteristics as far as being passionate political, uh, love Puerto Rico to death. Um, you know, we have known each other for a very long time, but I have an extra set of, I don't know, we, I just find like you meet people sometimes and you kind of feel like, oh my God, if we had met at a different time, you know, we could have been like best buddies if I had been, let's say, 20 years younger or something like that. You just kind of meet people and understand that. That's how I felt when I met Judy Torres. I met Judy Torres not like six months ago and I, I just find her compellingly interesting and kind and generous so I like to um, share whatever I have as far as an audience with the people who I really respect in this industry and listen to her podcast as well um, I don't remember what it's called but I will put it I will post it so mi gente I hope you love all this technology. I hope you love my banner. I hope you love my headset. I'm not crazy about it because I blew my hair out. Eventually, it's bien largo. And then I put this on and it was like, okay, fine. 
we'll work through this. But thank you for listening. And as always, this is Freak of Nature, Sara Contreras, and I will see you soon. Thank you.